This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. A podcast hosted by Go Eco Wakato. We are an environment and climate hub based in Kirikiriroa, Wakato, but we serve the wider Wakato region with a mission to be a voice for the environment, a centre for learning, and a catalyst for change. We provide community education, collaborate with and support environmental groups and projects, provide inspiration for lighter living, and advocate on behalf of the environment. You'll find recent episodes of Hipuna Korero on your favourite podcast platform like Spotify, iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to follow us so you don't miss an episode. The Plastic Free July is a personal challenge and a call to collective action against single-use plastic. Plastic is everywhere, from the top of our mountains to the bottom of our oceans, including in the food and water we ingest. We're even leaving it in space. It's kind of gross. Today, because going plastic free is a seriously hard challenge and you might need some inspiration, we've been joined by Pippa Berry Cope, aka Eco Pippa, who will share their experiences and some tips for those taking on the plastic free July challenge or just choosing one easy swap for the month. Eco Pippa has a blog about eco living, zero waste and self-sufficiency and articulates the intersections between the environment, healthy living and saving money really well. Kia ora Pippa. Morning, thank you for having me on. Oh, thank you for joining us and, and sharing your experiences and your many, I'm sure, tips for uh, how to go about this. So tell us how your zero waste or plastic free journey started. Sure. Um, I've always been I've been into recycling and composting for a long time. So we did have certain things that weren't going into our rubbish bins. But I really started to think seriously about it about five years ago. I um, went to a talk by Kate Mead, who's a um, environmental um, educator, and so that was really fascinating. It made me think about how much stuff is going into landfill. And the thing, it sounds really silly, but it was a small thing at home that made me think about it. It was the cat food plastic pouches that we were feeding our cats yes and i was putting these in the bin and there were quite a few of them and i was thinking this is really silly there's alternatives so we went back to just tins like we swapped from that to tins um and that made a huge difference straight away and, I, and then i started thinking what else we could look at um when they introduced the soft plastic recycling scheme in new zealand i started separating out the plastic waste and that made me really aware of how much our bin was actually just plastic. It, our um, household bin, we just have a small bin in the kitchen and that's we probably empty it about every two or three months because there's just nothing in it when you take out the food waste and the recycling and then the soft plastics. So that was a bit of a shock. Yeah, um, and we'll come back to that because uh, in terms of how much um, is still going still going to landfill despite all of your efforts um mm. just can you just remind us kate meads so uh what is kate's focus for um waste focuses on um people so she started off as i think they called her the nappy lady to start that's so it yeah. she started off doing um reusable nappies 
And as her kids got older, she kind of branched out into all the other fields or other things you could do to reduce waste. Um, and she did some talks a few years ago. Um, I think she still does them about zero waste um, food masterclasses and about just reducing waste in your home. And she was very down to earth. And I felt quite inspired by her that she was just a regular person with a full-time job and she was still managing to do all this. Because it can take quite a lot of time and also it falls back on the person who does all the food and the shopping, which mm. is often the women in the household. Mm. It feels like it can be another burden just on women. But um, she was really inspiring in how she made some changes. Yeah, and, you know, you've touched there on a couple of things uh, that uh, personally at home I found really hard or challenging, and that's um, how to reduce your plastic waste when you have a baby and, yeah, and young yeah. children as well yeah. as pets, uh, you know, yeah, that's still always a bit of an ongoing um, struggle. But you mentioned, so, yeah. so you're putting out, because uh, your uh, curbside recycling is different to those in Kitty Kitty Door, as they are, of course, yeah, the, the councils, yeah. Waikato District. So you're putting out, did you say a bin every couple of months? Uh, yes, about that. And it tends to be, most of our waste now is um, we're still doing renovations on our house. So there's often oh, yeah. bits of materials that can't be recycled, um, treated, timber, that kind of thing. Little bits of it that you can't do anything else with. But the other big issue for me, and I don't know if you find it as well with having kids, is things like shoes, for example, children's shoes there's, and clothes that they've grown out of, mm. but they're completely unusable for anyone else. So they end up being... Um, thrown in the bin which always yeah. makes me a bit sad I mean I try and buy better quality but then they grow through them yeah. um, and yeah. also it's a cost barrier for a lot of people you're, you're totally ticking into a whole nother challenge with textile waste but that's the thing I think once you start on the plastic you start to yeah. notice all of these other things that we, um, you know, aren't keeping in our circular system for very oh, long definitely. and they're, they're made to not last, actually. Um, yes, yeah, that's right. We've probably already touched on this, but I w- yeah. was just going to ask what were the biggest challenges you faced? Um, I think it was finding alternatives to things that were packaged in soft plastic. So some of the, it, it mainly for us is groceries. So we were looking at what we were buying and whether there was an alternative. And some things there is a cardboard packaging version or tins and glass because those actually will get recycled whereas plastic we put it in the recycling but to be honest it's not all getting recycled Mm. so I don't feel that's the end solution Mm. really Mm. I think it is to reduce it I know tins and glass it is more cost effective to recycle them so even though I'm still swapping one type of plastic for another um, sorry one type of packaging for another it's at least it has got a better chance of being recycled in the system that we've got at the moment. Um, there's certain things that we looked at. So we were buying, like, toilet rolls in a big pack wrapped in plastic, but we've swapped to buying commercial ones in a big cardboard box now, and that's eliminated all of that plastic, which has been great. But then you need the place to store them, and you need the money up front to be able to do that. So not always for everyone. Yeah, and and I know in your blog you also talk, talk about money saving. So yeah, I mean, yeah. what were your observations on um, on whether it's affordable to <laughs> reduce your single it's use really plastic? Really interesting. I think in some places it is. So, for example, I went to the farmers market um, in Cambridge at the weekend, and some items in that weren't in plastic were really affordable. So, like um, I bought some coriander, and that was much cheaper than buying it in the supermarket pla- wrapped in plastic. But other things like bakery. Items, 
they're much more expensive i feel like it's cheaper to buy your, your cheap um sliced bread from mm. the supermarket in a plastic bag than it is to go to a decent bakery and buy a big loaf uh, i know it's about quality as well but i think that's out of reach for some people yeah. buying like 10 dollar loaves of bread i mean i didn't i couldn't really justify that either and and that is always the case it's always sort of this bit of a <laughs> bit of a way up um, mm, and often yeah. neither option is great and you just yeah. sort of have to choose the one and, you know and particularly when we're thinking about the type of packaging food comes in because for mm. us personally uh, food packaging is the one that we have struggled with the most mostly because yeah. I'm pretty lazy in the kitchen um, oh and but it's fine also, as well it's whether you've got time to make everything from scratch or whether you need to rely on processed food sometimes which I think most of us do mm, mm. Um, yeah. and I remember it would have been I just started at GoEco in the shop. So 2017 was my first attempt at Plastic Free July. And I remember very clearly walking into Countdown with uh, the intention of not buying anything with plastic packaging. Um, It was basically a meltdown. I had a meltdown because I couldn't find what I needed. And I left. Um, And it just shouldn't be that hard. So uh, what tips or advice do you have to keep people you know, wanting to mm. persevere because, like I said, I walked out of the shop and just, no, I'm not doing this. I found it no, really overwhelming. You don't have time to go around all the individual shops as well. Mm. Um, it's great that we've got shops, refill-type shops, but it means you have to go to a number of different places. And I don't know about you, but in the last few years, I've really um, focused more on just doing online shopping, which is great, but it's mostly in plastic as well. It's really, mm. it sort of takes out some of the um, other choices that you can have. Um, I think for people to stay motivated, I like the idea of doing some small, small swaps. So one of the first things I did was just swapping from liquid soap in a plastic container to bar soap. Yes. And that's just such yes. an easy change and it's cheaper. And it's something that once you've done it, that's that. You just it becomes a new habit. You just get used to it. And isn't it funny that we felt the need to have liquid soap for so oh, long? I know it's mm. stupid. It's like fabric softener. I'm like, there's no need for fabric softener at all. <laughs> just another product. A lot of it is things that have been sold yeah. because the companies need to have another product. But that's a whole another whole another thing about not buying into advertising. Yeah, I guess that that's the two things there. There's what do we actually need to be buying here or what have we been yeah. conditioned to think we need to buy? And also what are those easy swaps? You mentioned soap. What other ones do you have? Um, I have bought I bought toothpaste in jars or little dent tabs and they're quite good as well. Um, that's been a really easy one. But I've noticed actually that um, a lot of the toothpaste companies are starting to produce a plastic tube that's a plastic type two. So some of it is the companies actually thinking about what can be recycled. So that's really good. I mean, still, as I said before about plastic, it's not all being recycled very well. Mm. But I think that there's a bit more pressure on companies to change things. Um, so other things we would do, I often buy fruit and veg in um, produce bags. So I use my own ones from home, which is it's been really good the one thing with that is I need I think you would then need to put the produce in another container to keep it fresh for longer in the fridge so one of the things about plastic is it does keep things fresh for longer so I think when you swap out some of these products you then have to be a bit 
um, think a bit differently about how you're going to store them. Excellent, excellent point. And uh, the reason I'm emphatic on that is because we know in terms of food waste, uh, right. one thing you can do is meal planning, um, but oh, the yeah. other is good food storage. And if we're not bringing it home in a plastic bag, we do have to make sure that we have whether it's old ice cream containers, old mm-hmm, takeaway yeah. containers, you know, instead of putting them in the recycling, uh, if you can recycle them in the area that you live in, um, yep. storing them in there, because, yeah, that is something else you need to think about in terms of the... the yeah, the definitely. It's, um, you don't want to be wasting food that you've gone to all that effort to buy. One of the um, things I've noticed in the supermarkets is they do sell, um, like, the uglier fruit now as well that's, like, not so perfect, but that's often in plastic packaging as well. So I'm a bit, like, I have to weigh up, like, I'd rather spend a bit less to get um, some imperfect fruit, but then I've got more plastic. So, yeah, things move forward and then there's still decisions to be made, isn't there? Yeah, and we did see an announcement recently that Countdown are going to be removing um, the produce bags uh, from being available for your fruit and veggies. Uh, which is excellent. I think a lot yeah, of us have kind of got good. the hang of um, taking our own bags or chucking them in the mushroom bags, which are paper, yeah. much easier. Yeah. We have all of these um, ways to get around the, the bag thing at the moment. So I think that's an awesome step. But you're it right, they good. still have a lot of fruit and veggies in plastic. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And some of the things that like, I noticed they have often have um, there's a brand of tomatoes that's in cardboard boxes, but they've got, they're slightly more expensive. So. Again, it's whether you can um, justify the extra cost. I mean, yeah. it's good to grow stuff at home as well. If you can grow stuff, I definitely recommend that as a way to reduce plastic as well. So, and have you found that? I mean, has um, I mean, uh, you mentioned there not everybody can do this, but, but mm. has growing your own food really helped with that? Because I mean, we need oh, some plastic absolutely. to get our garden so going sometimes. I'm really lucky that I've got I've got a lifestyle block, so I've got space to do it. But we've expanded our veggie gardens over the last couple of years, and they're huge, and we grow lots of stuff in bulk and freeze it um, or process it, and also give it to other people and swap things mm. with neighbours. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed that recently, so I went to buy mandarins from the supermarket and they all oh. have their little individual stickers, which drive me insane. Okay. Um, but our neighbour then walked down with a bread bag full of mandarins and I was like, hey, well, free so for good. starters, good yeah, things for communities, but also no plastic, no stickers. Yeah, that is such a benefit. And it's the whole thing of working with your community. I think that's really important to, um, to get it's become lower waste I think that does really help like people in my area have lots of people have chickens and so you can swap eggs sometimes and I wish there was more opportunities around milk that you could buy Mm. milk um, less plastic free I know there's companies that sell in glass bottles but again it's really highly priced I feel yeah Yeah. but hopefully that will expand that scheme those schemes companies that are doing it yeah um on schemes and on companies, so a lot of this is on the individual to be able to afford to make the mm-hmm. um, the, the best choice plastic-wise, um, yes. something that's affordable and that the time for. Um, but are there other ways that you feel that we could put pressure on the people producing this plastic? Um, I do message people, um, companies, when they've come out with different things so there was a I think it was about a year ago I remember Coca-Cola had said that they'd done a survey and everybody actually wanted keep wanted to keep their drinks in plastic bottles rather than tins and I just didn't really believe it so I contacted them and I um, posted on Facebook and other people contacted and they then um, put pressure on them so I think some of that 
stuff about sharing on social media is really mm. good because it um, encourages people to get in contact with the companies and say what they'd actually prefer. Yeah, and actually... Not that I really drink Coke, but like... Well, without even realising it, you gave us another tip because we know that tin is better for recycling than a plastic bottle. So if you you have to have Coca-Cola, for example, get it in your can um, and that's actually recyclable in a way that those plastic bottles aren't. Totally. I do wonder about water, um, bottled water. That's a real bugbear of mine. And I, I wonder why people are buying it. Is it because they don't like the taste of their own tap water or they just forget i mean it'll be it's quite good um one organization i think they're called refill and they have a website with all um places where you can go and refill just your own bottle and lots of cafes are part of that now so you don't actually have to go and buy a bottle of water Mm. um but it's funny when i think back to when i was a kid nobody had bottles of water anyway you just it was so fancy <laughs> to have very a bottle of water. But, um, very fancy back in the day. Water, but, yeah, bottled water is a bit of an issue. Yeah. So before we go, is there yeah. anything that you're currently working on eliminating in terms of single-use plastic? What's your current um, sort of pet, pet peeve? Yeah, I think the next one for me are things like rice and pasta because we eat those are part of our diet. And so... That produces quite a lot of single-use plastic, and I'm wondering about ways to either bulk buy that or um, alternatives. I know sometimes you can get things in in boxes instead, so I'm looking out for alternatives to those. And it could always bulk buy them as well mm. um, from like bin-in or places like that, from yeah. refill stores. So I guess I guess that also highlights as well. This is a journey. I mean, you mentioned you started oh, this a long time ago, but nobody's. Yeah. You know, and actually nobody expects perfection. We just need to be making no, the changes that no. we can with what we have. Totally. It's about moving on from where you were to reducing the plastic. I don't think... I see lots of people online where they have, like, a little jar filled up with the plastic for the year, and I don't think that's realistic for most of us. But we can reduce it a lot um, compared to what's going in landfill at the moment. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't like to admit that I'm cynical, but when I see a jar with not much in there, it just it doesn't feel realistic to me and yeah. our household. Yeah, um, yeah it's aspirational, not amazing that they can, but I just go, yeah, it's not. Yeah, because it doesn't show all the things that were recycled or are just, I don't know, where, I don't know, it's hard to imagine that you'd only produce that much waste. Mm. But you're yeah. getting you're getting close, so um, yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome work. So thank, thank you very you. much for joining us today, and thank you for sharing your tips and your ideas. Um, the thank blog you. is eco-pippa dot com. That's um, right. Yeah. But you're also yeah. on Facebook under Facebook. Eco Pippa. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Lovely to talk to you. Uh, so it's Eco Pippa uh, sharing uh, the journey with. Uh, uh, plastic free July and ways that uh, the continu- uh, she's continually looking at um, ways to remove even more plastic from their lives and you know it, you would have heard the theme in there it's around affordability and the time to do it but uh, the key thing is to just give it a go choose one thing this plastic free July that um, you can do without and um, come up with an alternative and there's lots of resources online to help you do that from plastic free July um, the the, uh, the rubbish trip and also of course um, Pippa's blog Kite Fokoronga Mai Kwehi Puru Kōrero podcast hosted by Go Eco 
In a minute, I'm going to share some of GoEco's events and workshops coming up. But first, we have some pretty awesome volunteer opportunities at the moment. You'll find them listed on the Volunteering Wakato website. At the moment, we are after a car park gardener. So if you've got a bit of green thumbs or you want to learn, that's the role for you. We're looking for a a market stall helper to help at the Cambridge Markets, which is on the second Sunday of each month. And that's to help the predator-free Cambridge team. So if that's of interest to you and you see them this Sunday at the market, pop in, say hello and that you might be interested. Uh, more details, of course, on the Volunteering Wakato website. We're after a retail superstar, so our shop helps us uh, generate income to support environmental projects across the Wakato, and we need some help. So if you are somebody who has retail experience and you just have some time available, or somebody wanting to develop um, those retail skills, again, we are interested in hearing from you. And finally, come and help me uh, with marketing and communications. There are lots of ways that um, you can uh, either give back or help develop the skills that you have. Uh, Again, love to hear from you. So head to Volunteering Wakato to apply for any of those roles. In terms of what's coming up at Go Eco, this year Aotearoa celebrated a new public holiday for Matariki on the 24th of June. It's an opportunity and reminder to observe the environment, give thanks to our ancestors and plan for our future. We've chosen this time to host an exhibition in our event space where you'll see some incredibly beautiful kite and artworks. No ma ki he fatu na te tangata, he fatu i te tangata. He mihi ki na kairairanga o ine kite i mihi kauana ko te whakaaro kia whakaaturia ine taonga i kohaina mai i aho i nga tau ki muri o tera kia mau marahatia rātou kua naru i te tirohanga kanohi. He Fatu Na I Tangata, He Fatu Iti Tangata is an exhibition which profiles the weavers of kite and artworks gifted or acquired by Tohana Clark over the past two decades. Tohana is a weaver with Nahua Oterito, a Wakato based charitable trust of Te Poraranga Fatu o Aotearoa. This exhibition is a personal collection generously being shared with us throughout Matariki. The exhibition is open 11 till 3 pm, Tuesday till Friday, until the 23rd of July. And again, that's in the Go Eco event space. We collaborate with Earth Diverse and our restoration community to offer community education in a series of one-hour evening talks. These are an awesome opportunity to learn more about the restoration work happening in our region and how you can get involved. Each of the fortnightly talks starts at 7.30pm and can be attended on Zoom or in person at Earth Diverse Anglesey Street in Kirikiriroa. On our Term 3 talks start on August the 10th and focus on building relationships with and supporting the aspirations of mana whenua and restoration. The talks have been organised in response to questions from our restoration community like how do I connect with mana whenua, what are hapu aspirations in my rohi or area and how can I contribute to a future where tītiriti is honoured. We've organised four speakers to share their experiences and perspectives over four evenings, starting August 10th. Carolyn Hopper from Ngāti Wairere, Kerry Thompson from Ngāti Mahi Trust, Joe Wrigley, Manager of Go Eco, and Catherine Delahunty, a Tītiriti education, uh, educator and environmentalist. 
You can find out more on the Earth Diverse website, earthdiverse.org.nz. Head in and register. It's free, though a koha is appreciated. Predator control, which is trapping rats, stoats and possums, is our best chance our native birds have to survive in the habitats they have left. You can help by trapping in your backyard. Come into the Go Eco shop for a $20 trap and tunnel or shop online, shop.goeco.org.nz. There are predator-free communities across Aotearoa, including here in Wakato. So if you'd like to join a community project to remove predators from our um, public gullies or bush, get in touch by emailing ellen, E-L-L-E-N, at goeco.org.nz. We rescue about 30,000 kilos of edible food each month. By diverting it from landfill, we reduce carbon emissions and help to feed people in our community. If you have food to share, excess mandarins perhaps, you'll find a list of free stores on our website, goeco.org.nz, or you can drop them off to us during opening hours, 10 till 4pm, Tuesday till Friday, and again, we're at Commerce Street in Frankton. Our Go Eco shop is open 10 till 4, Tuesday till Friday, and some Saturdays, uh, you can email us uh, for those hours. Uh, but of course, you can shop 24-7 online. So head there now and see if you can get some inspiration for easy swaps you can make. So that's a way to remove your single-use plastic and replace it with something that is compostable or something that is reusable. So we have less going to landfill and less emissions as a result of landfill. Learn to fix your bike for free in our bike hub. As we transition to a carbon zero city, it's important that alternative transport methods like cycling are accessible to everyone. The Bike Hub is open 10 till 12 p.m. every Thursday and Friday and Saturday. So that's 10 till 12 every Thursday, Friday and Saturday. You'll find it in our car park access from Kent Street in the awesome suburb of Frankton. Our Bike Hub mechanics and volunteers can teach you how to repair and maintain your push bike with one-on-one guidance, the tools and some parts to help you get back in the separated cycleway. And I didn't mention before that there's also a role for a bike mechanic on the Volunteering Wakato website. So if you're interested in tinkering with bikes and joining our team, that is the one for you. Again, that's Volunteering Wakato if you're interested in volunteering with Go Eco. Hipuna Kōrero is a podcast hosted by Go Eco. We are a not-for-profit environment and climate hub based in the Wakato region with a mission to be a voice for the environment, a centre for learning and a catalyst for change. You can find out more about our projects, including how to get involved, on our website, goeco.org.nz, or on social media, goeco.wakato. If you're local, you can visit us, 188 Commerce Street, Frankton, in Kirikiriroa. Join us again next week for a new episode, but make sure you follow or subscribe to Hipuna Kōrero on your favourite podcast platform so that you don't miss an episode. Kia pai tōra, ihoa
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.